Thanks for listening to Freelance Bristol Mum. I'm Faye Dicker and Freelance Bristol Mum is celebrating and showcasing talented mums in business. And this is part four in a series of Christmas specials. And let's face it, Christmas is well and truly nearly here. You can practically smell the sprouts. So with that in mind, I popped off to the Bristol Hippodrome and caught up with Andy Ford, otherwise known as Buttons this year, performing in Cinderella. And no pantomime in Bristol would be complete without Andy Ford. He is well and truly the star of the show. Forget the big names, it's Andy Ford that makes it happen. I caught up with him between performances. He just dived off the stage after his matinee and I asked him what he thought of this panto. After all, he's been doing it for quite some time. Well, this is, I think, my 22nd pantomime. And this is the best pantomime I've ever been involved in. I've never been with such... I've been with such wonderful people, but the whole cast, everyone in this show, are so talented and so powerful and pacey in their performance that there's no time to breathe in this. And the audience are saying that. In fact, people are saying it's the best one they've ever seen. It moves at such a pace. Of course, led by Louis, who gives it all the energy. And great for me, because... He does a lot of comedy in his camp style, which is just wonderful. I come along and do my West Country, slightly surreal, off-the-wall stuff. So there's always something funny going on, and we've got two of the best ugly sisters I've ever seen in my life, Graham and Paul. Oh, they're brilliant. And and then you go to um, the fantastic Suzanne Shaw, who's the best Cinderella ever, great voice, and doesn't play, doesn't play it too twee. She's... She's a modern girl, but vulnerable, but with a bit of, you know, stuff going on. And we've also then, Fairy Godmother, we've got a West End star called Liz Robertson, who was here with me a few years ago, who's just sensational. And then we've got a 1970 sitcom star and star of EastEnders, the wonderful David Roper as the Baron. Uh, Prince Charming, I'm going to mention everyone now, you got me on a run. <laughs> Prince Charming was in Thriller in the West End recently, so... and. Everything about this show is fantastic. I'm having the best time, I've got to tell you. You you sound like a kid who's in a sweet shop at the moment. You really do something. You're absolutely buzzing. How was this afternoon show? It was great. In the afternoons, it's it's slightly more um, schools and until the kids break up and then it becomes family again. And with the children, it's it's almost a slightly different approach because children don't get jokes per se. They don't understand the setups or the ironies or whatever. So it's that's what makes it different from the evening, but they love colour and movement and silliness. So the character, my character is just, I suppose, slightly sillier in the afternoons, aiming at the kids to get them to laugh with, with the jokes as well for some of the uh, adults that are in. And in the evening, it's a, a slightly different show because we want to give the right show to the right audience it doesn't change that much it's it's just a a bit of degree when buttons trips over that will get a bigger laugh than buttons doing a gag that the kids can't quite work out so uh, with 20 odd years experience doing panto that's the sort of stuff you learn and kids the you know the the attention span of children nowadays with the programs changing like that you need to hit them between the eyes and uh, and we've got some really modern cultural things in the show as well my opening i don't want to give it away but my opening is gone completely viral uh, on the world wide web and um so that's smack up to date so as well as tradition we have the modern and uh, 
Yeah, I am excited about it. Yes, <laughs> yes I am. You got me, Liz. You got me. And when it comes to the panto jokes, I mean, your jokes often work on more than one level. Yeah. Uh, do you tweak it as you go along? Do people give you room to write your own jokes? How much does a script write? How much scope do you get? Well, I'm I'm very lucky, really. First family let me put in all the stuff I want to put in. They vet it and check it's all right, but, you know... They know it's going to be safe. I never swear on stage. I'm one of those... I suppose I'm the last of a dying breed of comics that doesn't. And, well, that's good for me, because when I do my stand-up show at the Hippodrome, and I'm doing it on June the 22nd this year, families come in to watch. They're going to laugh. It's not a kid's show. It's a show for the whole family. Uh, but they won't hear a swear word, so they know they're not going to be offended. They're just going to laugh. And uh, so that, that's what I like to... Yeah, I layer things, but when I layer things... Uh, the stuff that the adults get are slightly off the radar of the children. So, but that's the glory of pantomime that all the different age groups can enjoy it together and they'll all get out of it what they want to get out of it. So our job is to feed everyone with the show that they want so that they can all go away as a group saying they've had a wonderful time. Now, you're obviously, you know, buzzing on life at the moment. How on earth do you keep that momentum going throughout Panto Time twice a day? It's pretty hardcore. Yeah, it is exhausting, actually. But um, I don't know. Well, I love it. See that little speaker up in the corner of the room up the top there? That when the show starts or people start coming in, I have the volume up at that and I can hear the children and the adults talking out in the auditorium listening to the Christmas music, kids getting excited. And I come up with them. As it gets closer to showtime, they start getting slightly louder and building up. And so that helps me, I think. But I'd probably find it anyway, because it is the favourite thing I do, pantomime. I I always worried about saying I was a pantomime comic, because it sounds like it's you do really old jokes and it's, it's really safe and dated. But... I don't think I think the modern pantomime comedian can can mix tradition with uh, off the wall such surreal stuff and modern jokes. Yeah, I think I think the comedian can can walk that tightrope, and I love to do it. And it's a challenge as well. It must feel like home from home for you performing at the Bristol Hippodrome. You've been here so many times. Is it a good venue to perform in? It's unbelievable. It's a matching theatre for a start, which means you get the feeling that you could reach out and touch the people on the top balcony. It's so beautifully shaped. I've been in this dressing room for five years. My wife wants me to come home. (laughs) No, I've I've been here for every year I've had this dressing room, which is great. So it feels part of me. And when I come back and do my stand-ups, I always ask for this dressing room because this has got a bit of Andy Ford in the, in the brickwork now. You've mentioned your stand-ups, and I noticed you also do, is it panto workshops as well? Yeah, comedy workshops. I've just started doing that, and I'll tell you the reason for that. It's not just pantomime per se. It's, um, it, it's comedy. It's learning the art of comedy from... If you've got a comedy club workshops, they're slightly different, but... I grew up in light entertainment and there's no workshops for people that want to go and do what I do and theatres or cruise ships, pantomimes. There aren't workshops for those types of performers. So that's why I've started doing it. I want to help people decide what their comedy character is going to be, how to write jokes, how to present, uh, how to deal with when it gets tough and all that. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm doing it on the 14th 
now, the 15th and 16th of March 2014, one in Bristol, one in Chipping Sodbury, and um, we're going to spend the whole day with people, and uh, it'll be one-on-one at times, and we'll discuss what they want to get out of it comedically, and it's also handy if you've got a speech to write or something. So I want to give something back so that I can see the next generation of panto performers coming through because I worry where they're going to come from you know Mm. it's funny you should say that because there's almost been in the past historically like a a degree of snobbery about pantomime but in actual fact they're so on vogue now and there's so much larger than life characters you were clearly designed for panto you know just talking to you now you're as entertaining off stage as you are on stage (laughs) well uh, well, I love it I, I just love it and you know it's still the 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 number one media the tabloids and tv are a bit disparaging to panto still which which breaks my heart a little bit when i see uh louis walsh on x factor or something saying you're a bit panto darling in a patronizing way well do you know what panto is a real skill it's real hard work and at this theater i anyone can come and see the most talented cast of people. Suzanne Shaw, big pop star, great voice, great delivery. Same with Andrew from the West End. This is top quality here. So don't just pass it off like go and work on a cruise ship or in a panto like it's a secondary reward. Because even the people that get the big breaks and, you know, a contract with Simon Carl two years down the road when they decide they don't need them anymore, they're going to need work at some point. And this is marvellous, wonderful work. Pantomime, variety shows. To me, I know I'm old school, but to me, that's still important. And you can do it with a modern twist. I don't think Panto's going anywhere. What was it like working with the Hoff? Because I laughed my socks off at you two. In fact, you could laugh just looking at you. Visually, <laughs> you were entertaining the two of you. Was it as fun off stage as it looked like on? Can you imagine how great my job is? I work I work with Henry Winkler, the Fonz, Barbara Windsor, David Hasselhoff, Louis Spence. Uh, David Hasselhoff is just the loveliest of people, the friendliest of people. He has his strengths in that he's the Hoff. So I don't know if you remember a routine I did with him, uh, Wind Beneath My Wings. I wrote that for us. Obviously, I didn't write the song, but I wrote the comedy of it and that idea of it. And he was so grateful. And he said, I can't believe you've written that just for us to do together. And he was so grateful. And and this is from a man who's one of the most watched entertainers mm-hmm. in the world ever. You come into my dressing room one day and say, do you know what? My friends are in today. And um, I tell them I'm the guy that puts the people on the seats. But you, Andy, are the, are the star. And he didn't have to say that. And he did say it, and Barbara Barbara was wonderful. She, she had it written into a contract that Andy Ford was on the show or she wouldn't do it. So these people are really lovely and good friends, and I'm, I'm the lucky one to work with them. But if they get anything out of working with me and my performance, then I get buzz out of that as well. Well, Andy, you clearly are the wind beneath the wings for many of the performers, <laughs> and you do steal the show. You make the show. You're an absolute belter. For me, you make the pantomimes every time. Thank you. If you were to design your dream cast of Ooh. any panto, which is a bit unfair given your mid-panto at the moment, who would it be if you could just, dead or alive? All right. Well, Eric Morecambe would have to be in there somewhere just to stand on the stage 
same stage as him would be the greatest thing ever. But Panto lineups, you know, if I picked some of the wonderful people I've worked with, uh, we lost one this year, one, a lovely, lovely friend and a wonderful Wicked Queen when I worked with her, Bernie Nolan, who was just the loveliest lady, went around her house, stayed with her and her family, and she was great. She, she was wonderful to work with. Uh, I'll say the Hoff, Henry, Barbara... Louis, put them all on the same show, that'd do me. I don't care how low I am on the, on the poster. I've, but I've, I have worked with these people. When, when, I've, when I stop being a performer, which hopefully be weeks away, uh, I can say that I've worked with these people, not just worked with them, enjoyed working with them, and I like to think that it reciprocates a little bit as well. So I'm still living the dream, to be honest. And do you stay in contact after the show? Yeah. Yeah, Henry and I emailed. David sends me a private tweet every so often, and I speak to Barbara quite a bit. So yeah, and hopefully I'll, I'll keep in contact with everyone here. It's just yeah, it's a it's a pleasure, and it makes me even more determined to keep doing it at that standard. I'm not interested in going backwards. I keep looking forwards, and I love it. Now, when it comes to performances, you've got a long run, but is there a typically? favourite day of the year that you like performing when it comes to the Panto Run? Performing? Well, I suppose there are two that are very exciting. One, in, no, three. One is uh, Christmas Eve, because of the excitement. And the children, not only they have seen this wonderful show, but Father Christmas is coming later, so that's great. Boxing Day is a traditional pantomime day, so I love that one as well. And there's a real buzz about New Year's Eve. So, but do you know what? Every... I'm not going to quote the name of this person, but um, uh, I work with, I can say it's a him, and uh, he used to say to me every day in the dressing room, who's in tonight? Are there any producers? Do I have to really perform? And uh, he used to say, you know, so-and-so's in from that agency or whatever. And then one day he came up to me and said, is there anyone important in tonight? Do I have to put a show on? I said, important, definitely. He went, who is it? I said, it's the audience. <laughs> and he went, oh, you're joking. No, I'm not, mate. Because every show, and we did highlight those special occasions, but every show is a special occasion. The children that come on a matinee, it might be the first time they've ever seen Panto, and they're going to remember that all their life. What we're doing is making people's dreams come true every time the curtain goes up. So if that doesn't bring you up, then you shouldn't be in the business, you know? And yeah, I'm the fortunate one. Two final questions. As a little, as a youngster, I used to love, and I still love this moment in the show today, when the kids come on. I longed to be one of those children that did went you? on. So, oh, I so did. I, and now I long for my little girl and hope she gets to do it one day. <laughs> I love that. Is that a moment that you particularly enjoy? Yeah, I do. I love it because none of that can be scripted. And you have to, you know, look after the children, get the most out of them, but let them be the stars. Let the children be. If they come up with something fantastic and everyone loves it, brilliant. Just let the children do it. I don't have to score points with the kids. I love it. And, you know, occasionally it can be scary. A little girl came up on stage and just burst into tears the other day. So I looked after her, took her off stage and made sure at the end she still got her prize and I got a little smile out of her. So it, it is, you know, it's a delicate operation but i've been in showbiz now my first gig was the 24th of december 1969 mm. so christmas eve this year is my 44th year as a professional entertainer so i like to think that 
I've learned enough to be able, you know, I used to do holiday camps where you're working with children. So I've learned over the years how to not force yourself on the kids on stage, just bring the best out of them. And it's just as rewarding for me as hopefully it is for the audience. And finally, Andy, if there are any youngsters listening to this and they think, do you know what, one day when I grow up, I really want to do that, what advice would you give them? Well, number one, come to Andy Ford's comedy workshop. Uh, Number two, uh, if you get an opportunity to join the local uh, Andram group or um, there's a wonderful one in Bristol called The Big Act. With it. it's like a drama school for children in fact they're my support of my stand-up show this year I'm, I'm bringing uh, Bristol, Bristol's entertaining youngsters as my support to give them a chance to do a professional show so look for opportunities like that and drums, everything any chance you get to appear on stage do it, that's what I did I when I was in the infant school if it rained in the lunchtime the dinner ladies was put us into the hall and put little me on stage to entertain the other children from the age of five I always wanted to do it, I always did it if it's in your heart, go for it Andy, thank you ever so much and good luck with the rest of the run Thank you my darling, it's great to see you again He really is an absolutely fantastic character, I think Pantomime was pretty much designed for people like him larger than life and equally as entertaining off the stage as he is on the stage and if you want to catch Andy Ford and the gang in action, well you can see him in Cinderella at Bristol Hippodrome and that runs until Sunday the 5th of January, until then good luck with the wrapping